Zach Wilson, I think, can actually be a league winner, right? Like, I think that Zach Wilson can actually be that go-to guy. And, you know, you probably made that – you probably got that championship belt last year, right? We oh, went yeah. from, Kings? from trophies yeah. – dude, the Kings belt. Like, that. I saw that belt. I didn't realize how heavy that belt was. That's a big sucker, man. You see the picture I tweeted my grandma with it? <laughs> no, I that. That's awesome. It was was so she able funny. to pick it up, or did you have to like put it on like her shoulder? She was outside, and she's like freaking ninety. Like she was outside just watering the flowers, and I was like, "Oh, Oma, like come look at this belt real quick." I was just gonna show it to her, and she takes it and throws it on her shoulder, and is like, "Walking <laughs> Dude, around that thing's with like forty five pounds like, or something." I, know. I, was like, I was like, "Oh my, that thing weighs half your freaking size." Like, what are you doing? 10 out of 10 for me, man. That shit was legit. I We did a bulk order, I think, because like the past champions were able to uh, apply for it. So yep. it was a hundred bucks each, man. Hey, I, you know, I, I lose a hundred bucks on a, on a regular UFC card trying to trying to bet on whatever's going on. So at least that one gets to uh, stay in my mantle for a while. So trophysmack.com. Dude, they got these trophies that are like three or four feet tall. Like they're insane. You can get one like fishbowls on it. You can get one with like bobbleheads on it. It is sick, man. You guys got to go check out trophysmack.com. I mean, you heard it. Ian didn't even know. And he literally vouched for the company without even knowing the news vouching for it. Go check out trophysmack.com. While you're there, go enter in promo code CIRCLE. Once again, that's promo code CIRCLE. You will get a free ring valued at 60 bucks. So go check out trophysmack.com. Go enter in the promo code CIRCLE to get your free ring. Let's kick the show off. You ready? Let's get stupid. Let's get I mean, stupid. outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. into fantasy intervention we have another show coming at y'all of course we were in the fantasy playoffs and unfortunately for a lot of teams like my own who rostered a ton of chris godwin pretty much across the single league uh, you know we don't have we don't have matchups looking forward to unless we actually got that first round by it was an absurd week but yes i had to break it down and of course bring in shane with me and jacob should have been here i have no idea where jacob is jacob if you're hurt uh or Blink twice. Yeah, just just blink, and we'll know. And if someone uh, sees, uh, Rain, if anyone sees a little Canadian boy, blonde hair, I believe he has blue eyes, handsome little devil. If you see him wandering um, Lake Manitoba, Manitoba, please find him and bring him home. Uh, he's not little either. He's like six six or something. Yeah, that's true. He is seven nine. But again, that's in kilometers, and I don't know how long that works in real math. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's actual inches; it's kilometers. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. So we do have some questions that we'll be answering for y'all. Of course, uh, we will be having a little review from what happened last week. Very briefly, nothing too crazy. So let's jump into that one first. And yeah, it was a little bit of a weird week. Uh, Shane actually took the the championship, or I should say the weekly prize, even though there is no prize, of leading the team with four points. Jacob and myself actually had three. However, Shane, did you know that you're one point, two points away at two different positions 
from completely dominating the entire thing. Yeah, I had a good week. I knew I knew I did. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes, right? That's fantasy football. Two, two points. Uh, that's the difference between being smart and being an idiot. Uh, we were just going over my one league where I lost by 0.1 in the playoffs. Um, and I can clearly see I should have played Justin Herbert um, against the Chiefs rather than Kyler Murray against the Detroit one of the worst teams that's ever existed Lions. Um, and I would have won easy. So such is life, right? It was an absurd week. I mean, you know, I'm going to dive into it a little bit later with some Byron Murphy content talking about that, that absurd Arizona Cardinals game. But yeah, it was, it was a little bit weird, but let's hop into the first segment that we have after the recap. And let's talk a little bit about the, the dump off containment efficiency score, which actually hit at a very high rate this past weekend. Uh, if you guys want to know what the dump off containment efficiency score is, it's the or the the dose score, excuse me, it's the dump off containment efficiency score where we we grade running backs based off of their or defenses based off their ability to contain pass catching running backs. Whew, I'm gonna need a beer here in a second. Mm. So yeah, we had Carolina go up against Singletary, shut them down. The Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, they they took out Barkley and Booker. They only had nine point two points in the air to those pass catching running backs. I mean, the Texans game with Robinson. Robinson had a good game, but he didn't do it in the air. He only got 4.3 points in a game that they were losing uh, in the air. So the dump-off containment efficiency score has been working. And if you guys need an edge for your fantasy playoffs, go check it out over there at fantasyintervention.com slash D-O-C-E. Once again, that's fantasyintervention.com slash D-O-C-E. That'll give you a little bit of leverage when it comes to the players that you can actually you know roll out there, the running backs you can roll out there when it comes to their pass-catching abilities. So... Shane, we got questions. We got Rudy in the chat, right? Mm. So what up, guys? What up? And he wants to know. He has Allen as quarterback. Mm. Chubb, Mixon, DK Metcalf, Cup, and Everett as his tight end. I don't know who to flex. I mean, I don't out of how many. <laughs> he has. <laughs> he has Antonio Brown, Amon St. Raw, and or Amon Ra St. Brown. <laughs> that threw me off. Uh, and then Damian Harris. So, I mean, for me, Antonio Brown is a lock this week, right? Like we have now Mike Evans out, Leonard Fournette out, Chris Godwin out. Antonio Brown is coming in completely healthy, like no issues well, whatsoever. Assuming he actually practices because he didn't practice this afternoon early. Oh, he did not. Mm. I missed that that practice notification, but I, I believe that he will play this week. At least that's what the reports have led me to believe. So. Let's just hypothetically say that Antonio Brown does play. Is he above Amon Ross St. Brown? Is he above Damian Harris? Where do you have uh, these three yeah, kind of ranked? He's definitely above uh, Damian Harris. And I got to be honest with you, the way that DK is not seeing targets, DK might get benched and I might play Amon Ross St. Brown over him and play AB, to be quite honest with you. Um <sighs> Because uh, apparently Russell Wilson is really not happy with DK Metcalf for whatever reason. <laughs> he just does not want to throw him the ball. Which, again, you know, for me, it was great. Because I, I went into a, 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 another playoff game last night where I was up not by a lot. And a uh, dude had a Russell DK stack against me. And uh, he did not pull it out. So, yeah. But now I'm probably going on my round St. Brown over DK. Yeah, I could actually believe in that 100% as well. I mean, it's not like they have just a... a cakewalk matchup i mean for the seahawks this year no matchup has been you know very much a, a cake or a cakewalk i should say uh it's 
it's a little bit interesting with the Bears because their secondary has been porous, but I don't know that the Bears are going to be able to put up points on the Seahawks, which means that you don't, you're not going to need DK Metcalf to perform. So I would actually consider benching DK for Amon Ross St. Brown and rolling out Antonio Brown as your flex option or you know however you want to, to approach that. Mm. So I agree with you. All right. We have, let's see, did Jacob respond? No, he did not respond. I hope he's all right. Uh, let's see. We have, oh, it's Roan, Roan Jersey. What's up, buddy? He has uh, Gabriel Day. Wait, did I miss? Oh, I missed something. I'm sorry. So we have running back Devonta Foreman, or Donta Foreman, excuse me, or Scary Terry in the flex, two and a half PPR. He's in the semis, of course. So which one are you doing for the flex position? Because Terry McLaurin up against the Cowboys is not going to be, you know, an easy matchup. He was shut down the last time they played. Trayvon Diggs was all over him. And then Taylor Hineke pretty much got him killed about halfway through the game. So, I mean, Scary Terry is not a lock for me in any way, shape, or form. I think that Donta Foreman. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Foreman's getting bell cow carries. It's, it's hard not to start him. I mean, a running back that's getting 15 to 20 touches a game, that, that's that's what you want. That's the dream. And I know that San Francisco isn't the best matchup that you, you know, dream of every single day. But at the same time, like, I think that it's – it's something where they can actually they can beat him, and, and Antonio Brown should help take some of that pressure off, you know, of the running game itself, which could help for increased efficiency. I like Deonta, or Donta Foreman moving forward. I think that he's an excellent play, and I guess it's a little bit tougher though because it is two and a half PPR, right? Yeah, that's a massive jump. And Donta Foreman, I think he caught some passes this past week, but he's not catching passes on a week to week basis. Not like that. I mean, that's. Let's just do simple math. Uh, well, I'm not good at simple math. So, what four <laughs> receptions gets you 10 points? Yeah. Yeah. And Terry McLaurin could get that very easily. I mean, he almost had that in the first game, but he couldn't come down with any of the balls he was targeted with. And he only played half the game. So, I think he saw four targets in that one. I'm going to change. My, I like Donta Foreman. I do. But he's not catch, catching enough passes for me. And the 49ers actually good up against pass catching running backs. Not great, but very good. I'm I'm going to change it to go to Scary Terry in this one. Here's the, here's the problem though. Uh, I mean, Terry's only had uh, do, 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 do. his high in the last four weeks was seven targets back in week twelve, five, three, and four. Is Gilbert Grape going to be back there quarterbacking again? I I don't even even if he's not, it doesn't look like Tyler Heineke is actually targeting for him for reasons that I can't fathom. Two and a half though. Jesus, that it's hard to sit the running, uh, sit the wide receiver at that. I, yeah, I mean, as much as I want to start forming, I can't just because of the format. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Scary Terry in this one just to to think that he's going to actually get those points. We have Jacob, Jacob. Well, yeah, well, come on in, man. Man, this. So I I text them earlier. I'm like, hey, any chance we can move this up to five Pacific time? And Shane's like. Yeah, we'll see. And then and then never responds. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're gonna roll with with six. And then sure enough, uh, you know, I get a text like, where are you at? I'm like, what in the world? Well, like, oh, oh, we're on. So somehow they had a telepathic conversation without me. I guess that's because they're both members of the greatest generation. So they, they think on the same wavelength. Um, and actually probably what it was is that since they didn't talk about the time change in our Twitter group chat, uh, they probably sent telegraphs back and forth. So uh, that's probably where we're at. Um, I'm sorry, also, man. Yeah, I didn't realize you wanted to Then I try to come in. Then I try to come in, 
and my entire Twitter won't load. So I'm like, whatever. So I'm currently joining on my iPhone. My Twitter just loaded. So at some point when, when Chase is yammering on about sitting there and looking at things, I'll, I'll actually join by my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, what, what was the question? Foreman or who? Uh, <laughs> Foreman or uh, we have Scary Terry. Yeah, two and a half PPR. Scary is a good. Scary is a good word for Terry these days. He is scary man. to put him in your line. Dallas, Trayvon Diggs shut him down last time, but we're talking about two and a half points per reception. Yeah, so yeah, we're both go with Scary Terry. I'm with Scary Terry. Also, we have these beautiful drinks here because um, my my roommates and I are doing these this cocktail hour tonight. You can't really see it here, but and I, I would love to like here. I'll, I'll try and get an overhead view so you can see this beautiful nutmeg action. Look at that. That's a lot yeah. of nutmeg. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's for the that's for the gram, as the kids say. I don't is, know what you're talking about. Yeah, what's the gram? All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and Instagram. hop on. To, oh, oh, oh! I thought that was a, a cocktail uh, form. So let's go on some <laughs> of these news updates. Um, you know, we got hit by COVID again this week so far. I believe it was Brandon Cooks, I think, is on COVID. So we're going to have to deal with a few more issues as we move forward. Obviously, COVID doesn't stop just because the week is over. Uh, we're still going to get problems going into the semifinals. So uh, is 30, there any 38 players on the list today? Something like that? Um, Something ridiculous, and they all tested positive. Oh, and we got two Jacobs. Well, that's frightening. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Yeah, it, it's it's an absolute absurd amount of, of COVIDs hitting once again. So is there anybody that really stands out that, that worries you? Like Davis Mills, for example, has been reliant on Brandon Cooks. As Shane put it last week, he's been his – what was his pacifier? His binky. Binky. His yeah. binky. Binky. <laughs> Davis yeah. Mills. That's what I was laughing about. So, no, uh, yeah, that's – you know, that's something as to where we need to keep an eye on Davis Mills. Or do you all think that Davis Mills is still somewhat playable in some of these matchups without Brandon Cooks? No. Was, was Davis Mills playable with mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks? He was no, playable I, last week. He was. He, he's been a little better oh than um, I expected, but I also expected him to be one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. So, you know. <laughs> surprise, but, surprise. Yeah, without Brandon Cooks, I mean, sure, he's playable, but is a low-end QB, too, so... And the Chargers have been absolutely horrific. They've been so bad up against the quarterbacks the past three or four weeks, though. I mean, it's been, like, atrociously bad. Uh, Something that is worth looking into moving towards the the tail end of the season that you can actually play against the Chargers. Because early in the season, you didn't want to play quarterbacks up against the Chargers. They were dominating. So it is something to keep an eye out for moving forward. I believe the Chargers have allowed the most passing yards over the past three weeks of of the season. Well, that's a little bit skewed because – Actually, no passer passed in the 300s this week. Patrick Mahomes threw for over 400 against the Chargers, and no one between 300 and 400. So he yeah. he, he got over 100 yards more than the next closest quarterback, who was True. Mac Jones at 299. Mac Jones. Well, Matt, not oh, a come good on, week. 299 is still right there. He's still right there. So well, no, that's not how it not works. 400. You hit the number, you don't. Yeah, have you ever heard of a threshold stat? Oh my God! You ever heard of cherry picking? All right, so uh, real quick, I want to go back. Shout out Apple's to picking. Dave. What's up, Dave? He said, "What's up, gents?" DTHQ. That's right. Is this is that Husker? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. We no, that's Husker Dave, here. isn't it? Oh, there's Husker. Husker's in with uh, with with a question. Oh, he has a question now. Wait, Husker has yeah. a question. Husker has a question. Oh, Dave's in here. Galway oh, Dave, Dave's in here. Oh, there's okay, multiple cool. Daves. God, we oh, no, no, Husker, Husker is Dustin, you, you jabronis. No, I wasn't. All right, anyway. All right, so 
you guys have any other big news items that you want to bring up? Anything that, that you know really no. hit home? Everybody no? has okay. COVID, so just watch the news. Just please, <laughs> p- please, Tyreek, I just want to send you good vibes, man. I want you back in my lineup. If anyone ever deserved COVID, it's Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right so cole beasley's ahead. been begging for covid the entire well, yeah, that, year i, can't I, I think, I think shane is referencing a different uh a oh different no i'm just aware referencing what he's referencing Tyreek Hill's a terrible human being yeah yeah so all right yeah, we have gabriel not, davis on his fantasy points oh my god all right gabriel davis or terry mclaurin to fill the last wide receiver Gabe spot davis. well in this case it's he doesn't actually roster terry mclaurin he rosters terry mclaurin um, so I don't know who this wide receiver is with an EN, but uh, I would assume Gabe Davis. Ralph Lauren's cousin. So yeah, Gabe Davis. I would go with Gabe Davis um, and I'm going to have a cornerback matchup take. So get ready for this one, Chase. Uh, with Trayvon Dix? No. Well, yeah, that, that for McLaurin, but specifically in this game against New England, we're going to have a situation where Stefan Diggs likely to draw J.C. Jackson. J.C. Da- Jackson is the lowest completion percentage allowed in the entire NFL this year. Woo! And then we don't know if they're going to have Beasley. We don't know if they're going to have Sanders. And so if, if Diggs is getting the J.C. treatment and you got other two wide receivers for Buffalo are out or injured, Gabe Davis could potentially lead this team in targets. Yeah, I'm very, very high on Gabe Davis for this week. I just, I, I strongly assume that um, Cole Beasley will not be playing because I, I don't believe he, he believes in vaccinations. Um, and there's no, he a great chance that Sanders is not going to be playing. So, yeah, Sanders is practicing for what it's worth. But uh, no, someone needs to go kick him in his knee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have Sonny Michelle, Chase Edmonds, AJ Dillon. Which one are we starting out of these three? AJ Dillon, I know, has an advantageous matchup. Chase Edmonds saw a limited amount of snaps and what was a complete surprise of a game this past week. And then Sonny Michelle, uh, you know, didn't really do anything with his workload on uh, Tuesday night or last night. So he was an he was an RB one this week. Not dude, he had ninety three rushing yards. Wait, what was I reading? I don't know. I don't not, know, but yeah, he, he had ninety. Was it Henderson? Henderson did nothing. He's there. Henderson, no, maybe it was Henderson. I, it was probably yeah. Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Henderson. Henderson yeah, Henderson. Yeah, Michelle. Dust. Michelle was the bell cow. Um, yeah. I want to say Dylan, but the fact that the problem is, is that Dylan, for some reason, has slid back into the RB2 role in Green Bay instead of the RB1A or 1B like he was for the previous few weeks, which, look, Matt LaFleur works in strange and mysterious ways. You don't know what he's going to do with that backfield. I mean, if we're going on talent, yeah, it's A.J. Dillon. It's not Chase Edmonds unless Connor can't go and he's banged up. Jesus, I, I think I have to go Sony Michael. That, that doesn't feel right. Yeah, I mean, I've been beating the Sony drum for a month now, uh, and and I think you can confidently roll out Sony Michelle. D- Dillon, the Green Bay backfield is, is tough because they just don't run enough plays to support two different running backs. They, they play oh, at the God. slowest pace in the NFL. No, it's true. Were you? Were you? Uh, no, you no, no, no. Your eyes at a pace. No, take? no. Real. I was watching the. I was watching the game. Um, whenever they were playing, and I needed, like, you know, I'm begging for additional points, yeah. and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, could you go any fucking slower? Adam? Like, God. No, they're, they're the slowest in the entire league, and so the way Aaron Rodgers is taking it's a like, sweet, sweet time on it's every basically single the play. Cleveland Hunt Chubb backfield, except that they don't run enough plays <laughs> and they don't run the ball as much. And so that leaves Aaron Jones is just actually the hunt role. And then Dylan is the chub role, but with half the carries and not quite as good. 
And now so they play would... each other this week, so you're going to have just a ton yeah. of running the ball, and there's not going to be near enough volume for either team to really get I mean, there production could, out of this game. Could, this game's going to be over in two and a half hours. Like yeah, he could end up breaking the record from Washington back a year yeah. or two ago when Washington ran out the clock. I think it was uh, – God, All right, so I think consensus is we're going to go with Sony. 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 Susan. Ooh, yeah, I'll go Sony as well. Although it is the Colts, pass catch running backs. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game over there for the Colts and Cardinals. I think it's going to be the high-scoring game on the weekend. So I think Chase Edmonds does carry some relevance. But I can't seem to fade Sonny Michelle up against the Vikings. So it, it's close for me, but I, I'll take Sonny Michelle as well. The, the interesting thing with Edmonds is we'll see how it turns out. I think one week is too little time to, to declare anything with him coming off IR. But their their roles were were weird last week. Uh, like it's not as though he didn't play. They, they played, I think, the exact same amount of snaps, maybe, maybe a two or three snap difference, Edmonds and Connor. But it used to be that that Edmonds got all of the passing down snaps, ran a lot more routes. They ran the exact same amount of routes last week, um, although Edmonds ended up playing more on early downs than he was playing early in the season. So it, it seems like they're just kind of treating them interchangeably, and that makes it a bit of a nightmare for Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I agree. All right, so will Tyler uh, Lockett play this week? And if so, is Lockett or Epidemiologist. I've given up trying to like just predict like COVID in any way whatsoever. Um, if if uh, Lockett does play, I'll play him over Ayuk because I'm that fickle that one bad game from Ayuk has me worried that there's not enough uh, volume there to support him, Debo, and Kittle. And well, if someone's not going to get supported, it's going to be him. The, the problem is is that you're probably going to have to make the decision before you know if Lockett can play because Ayuk plays on Thursday night. Tomorrow. Yes, I mean, uh, I don't know who your options are besides that. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to risk it, to be quite honest with you. I, I wouldn't want to wait to see if Lockett's going to play and then end up playing, you know, Freddie Swain or someone like that. You know, if it's a dynasty league, someone even worse because you, you just have no one available. Yeah. This is one where it really depends on the league format to me. If it's a dynasty league, like Shane said, you probably don't have anybody better on your bench or, or on the waiver wire. So you're probably got to roll out uh, IU. Whereas this is a redraft league. Like you can probably find guys off the waivers tonight that are similar quality of play to Brandon Ayuk, and I think you can wait for for Tyler Lockett, and then if not, you know maybe you can get a Justin Jackson. Maybe you can. I mean, just if if I were you guys right now, and you're in a redraft playoff league, like just go pick up every backup running back that you could talk yourself into as a viable RB two if the starter comes down and tests positive for COVID tomorrow. Just be proactive. Just fill your bench with six backup running backs. Right? It's like, Man. and then don't even worry about. It. Oh, Joe Mixon test positive for COVID. Great. I've already got some AJP run. Like it, it's because it's going to happen. Someone's going to. Yeah, well, I mean, Eckler's already, yeah, already has it. Right? Today's Wednesday, and he tested positive. Fantasy for football's greatest socialist, Justin Jackson, yeah, he is tested positive on Monday. Rose Twitter to the fantasy championships. Okay. Perfect. Either way, I mean, you have to quarantine for at least two weeks when you have COVID. At least normal humans do. I don't know how NFL football players can come back in it. You know, <laughs> before that, but the rest of us, um, we're told to quarantine for two weeks, right? Ten days. To ten days. Plebeians. Yeah. So. Uh, Eckler, in theory, shouldn't be playing this week. So rock all that Justin Jackson. Uh, yeah, and go even pick up Larry Roundtree. Who knows? We don't know what Justin's been doing. Maybe Justin was hanging out with, with Austin. Maybe they, they drank out of the same cup. The only player, to my knowledge, that has actually played in the same week that they tested positive for COVID this entire year is Odell Beckham. And, and that wouldn't have happened if his game didn't get delayed until Tuesday. So yeah. – 
I mean, I, I would say like, even though they've changed the policies, maybe that changes things, but it's a, still a strong lean to me that anyone who's testing positive for COVID is probably not playing. Yeah. And, and we've seen too, the other problem is, is we've seen guys come back and not be able to play a full complement of snaps um, because, you know, this is a respiratory disease. So that kind of does hinder your, uh, your endurance when you can't breathe very well. <laughs> so yeah, the more I talk, it, I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not like, you got to play Ayuk and just hope that, you know, this is a week where everybody gets the love and maybe Debo's playing running back instead of wide receiver. Well, but there's no the corner on the Titans the caliber of AJ Terrell. Yeah, when did, when did Tyler Lockett test positive for COVID? That wasn't last. Well, week. you missed last. He was missed last oh, yesterday's game, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> but we've seen, but we've seen it split spread two weeks, right? Like Jamal Williams missed two weeks mm-hmm. on a COVID test. Yeah, Jamal Williams. Jarrell Henderson weeks. would have if the game didn't get moved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. All right. So let's hop on to our segment where we pick quarterbacks and tight ends outside the top 15. We pick running backs and wide receivers outside the top 20. We believe that these players will finish inside the top 12 at their position. Last week, we did pretty well overall. Like I said, Shane took home the the weekly title belt. Uh, Meanwhile, Jacob and I tied with three points right behind him. So we're going to start out with the quarterback position. I'll give you guys some time to breathe because I got a little bit of a loaded one over here with Carson Wentz. Uh, he's you got balls my friend let me just say that that's it's, my boy Wentz it's tough Wagon. man let's go it's tough because Carson running back somebody Jonathan who, Taylor by the way get out of here <laughs> all right so Carson Wentz is, is sitting over here up against the Arizona Cardinals and the Arizona is allowed the 13th most passing yards over the past three weeks uh due to injuries like Brian Murphy has had or he's been forced to play the outside cornerback role and he's not been good playing on the outside he's one of the best slot corners that the league has probably the best slot corner in the nfl however when he gets forced the outside he's a completely different player so I, I took some handwritten notes over the past five weeks whenever byron uh byron murphy has played the slot which is 66 snaps he's allowed eight receptions on 11 targets for only 37 yards no touchdowns and one interception over the past five weeks when he's played on the outside which is 61 snaps, so five snaps less. He has allowed five receptions on eight targets for 107 yards. So in other words, he's allowing players to beat him on the outside, get significant gains. Their reception percentage is right around the same level. He's allowing slightly less uh, reception percentage or completions to the uh, to the outside. But you know, once again, we're talking about more do- downfield targets, but he's getting burned and he is getting beat big time. Meanwhile, we saw it last week, right? We saw last week the Detroit uh, Lions. They used two wide receivers or less on 50% of the snaps last week, right? On the year so far, Andy uses two uh, two receivers or less on 35% of their personal groupings. So we could see Indy very easily get into a play-action type fake with, with Jonathan Taylor where they're having two tight ends on the field. You know, they're, they're bringing in big personnel packages and it's going to force Byron Murphy to the outside. (laughs) It's going to be a massive package. (laughs) It's going to force Byron Murphy to the outside. Byron Murphy is going to be porous. Uh, You know, he's going to allow some catches to happen, some big plays to happen, which is why I'm tying my wide receiver to it as well. But I'm going to go with Carson Wentz this week. I think he's going to smash be a top 12 play as Arizona stacks the box, leaving Pittman one-on-one with Byron Murphy. I like it. Uh, here's, 
Here's mine. Uh, first of all, for whatever reason, my computer malfunctions are continuing, so I can't access ESPN. So I'm on Fantasy Pros, and if I if I pick someone that's like too high up, uh, just just tell me, and I'll avoid it. But back this week, I already mentioned Patrick Mahomes led the NFL in pass yards last week. Mac Zaddy Jones was second. Anyone want to guess who was third in passing yards last week? Cam Newton. <laughs> it's not Cam Newton. Yeah, du- Dustin is saying Taysom, but Taysom's solidly in the top 15, man. You're you're living the La Via Loca if you could play Taysom. It was Justin Fields. Can you believe it? Justin Fields oh, wow. was actually the ninth highest scoring quarterback this week with 16.9 fantasy points. That's how depressing this week was at quarterback. Now he gets a Seattle defense that is very unimposing. Justin uh, Fields is 15, bro. I didn't pick him for that reason. Well, he's 16 <laughs> fantasy pros. Can I have him or do I need to fix someone you, new? You can have him. I don't care. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and Fields You're gets prepared. the opportunity to play Seattle. He's running a lot more he, when he first started the job and he was totally useless for fantasy. He was never running. Now he's averaging about 30, 40 rush yards a game. That's essentially an extra passing touchdown per game that you just start with. And then if he's able to take advantage of a pretty suspect Seattle secondary, uh, you know, we saw Cooper Cup get loose next at will against them. I think he's got a good shot and probably should have his full complement of wide receivers available. We would expect to see Allen Robinson come off the COVID list. Darnell Mooney, of course, has stepped up as their number one wide receiver and, and Cole Komet. Uh, and so whatever weaponry Chicago has to offer, he should probably have it uh, against the Seattle Seahawks this week. All right. Why, why do you even care about Allen Robinson when you got Darnell Mooney on the field? Come on. Allen Robinson makes me just sad. As he should. <laughs> He's so sad. Darnell Mooney's the new hotness. Um, I just know, want Alan Robinson to have like yeah. one good game. Well, <laughs> Dave says I did not expect to hear the title of Enrique Iglesias' song. <laughs> I don't. I don't like any of these options, and I'm just going to go and throw out um, Kick Lawrence. Man, He's got the I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence because if, if he can <laughs> perform against the Jets, then we are we are really in panic mode. You know. Well, look, did you see Daryl Bevel call a run on third and ten on the first drive? No, I, didn't, I didn't, but that sounds about right. Uh, the new I, offensive coordinator doesn't make it any better. You have Schottenheimer coming coming in who doesn't even know how to call a pass. He's going to call plays, right? Schottenheimer's yeah, calling yeah, plays. Martin, yeah, well, and, he, and he called no, a run Martin. on third and ten on the first drive won't, of the game. Won't be Marty. That that play call would make more sense if it was Marty Schottenheimer calling the plays. But um, no, it's Brian. It's Brian who had only three quarterbacks in his entire twelve years <laughs> of calling plays go over four thousand passing yards. I, hey, that's to, one more than the Bears have had in the history of their franchise. Okay, I'm going Trevor, and it's literally because the the lack of options in the second half. I mean, I'd like to hit my boy two up, but he's going against New Orleans, who is also a clock bleeding, um, just pain show of football. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and go with the, <laughs> Trevor, because at least the Jets are fun, right? Like, there's going to be lots of turnovers on both sides. Yeah. It's like, Zach Wilson gets you yeah. the ball in the red zone. So <laughs> we, we the other team. Short fields. Yeah, with short fields, Trevor Lawrence can maybe, I don't know, do something that he hasn't typically done this year and throw a fucking touchdown. Can we, will it. we get LaVisca Chenault's first touchdown of the year? No. No. That's getting greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a better chance that Lawrence runs for a touchdown than passes for a touchdown this week. So. Let's go ahead and hop on to another question over here in the chat. Big shout out to Fantasy Football Discussion for joining us. Y'all on YouTube are keeping us busy. Shout out to to Dustin and Dave as well. All right. 
Kelsey is on COVID as of today. Austin Eckler, will he play? We don't have any idea. Um, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannenhill as quarterback two in Superflex League. I also have Tyler Huntley in case Huntley. Lamar can't go. Huntley. Over Ryan Tannehill and Russell Wilson? Have yeah, you seen Huntley. Russell Huntley Wilson? Season. Russell Wilson, look, I'm not taking extra glee in this because I've trashed Russell Wilson for a long time because he's a half-season quarterback. And, yes, I know what I'm saying. He never was, oh, he could be, could be six on the year. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because, you know, half of his year was fucking fire and the other half looked like he pooped himself. But um, – Tyler Huntley, look, he's got the rushing upside, right? He's like a baby Lamar. He doesn't have Lamar's arm. Um, might be a little more accurate. Um, and, he, and he's smart enough to limit his receiving uh, options to Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. Like, that's it. Like, there's no reason that Devin DuVernay and Sammy Watkins and whoever's like, oh, fuck that. I got two really good guys throwing to them, and he can run. So I'm going Huntley, dude. The craziest part is that he used Andrews as the deep threat, and then – Marquise yeah. Hollywood, Deontay Johnson had like 14 targets for 10 catches and 43 yards, which is the which is a stat line I never thought we'd see at a Marquise Brown. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was, it was. You're like, I'm sorry. It, if you see that before, you're like, he had how many targets? Oh yeah, yeah, he must have had 230 yards <laughs> receiving, easy. 14, 10, 43. That's like rookie year Jarvis. Yeah, like, yeah. that's that's <laughs> wild. Um, I would go with Huntley. Also, it's not that hard, folks. If the quarterback runs a lot then you start them. If it's Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts, Lamar, like Huntley, like you just start these guys. Like, I, I don't know why he wasn't more owned at DFS. I don't know why uh, people were, people were asking me to start sits with Huntley all last week. And, and my answer to every single one of them was Tyler Huntley. Yeah. That was a little bit out of character though for the Packers. I mean, I know he's running and stuff, but man, that's tough. I mean, I don't think that AJ Brown is going to come back like full, like, like full steam ahead. Let's go throw him out there. So I think that Ryan Tannehill will still struggle a little bit. Uh, I know the 49ers have been very terrible up against wide receivers as of late. Their secondary is completely just obliterated. So I would love for Tannehill to go off this week. I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to go Tyler Huntley as well. Yeah, because I don't see Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, um going crazy on them or Chester Rogers. Um, so now you never know. The one nice thing, I don't know why I have all these cornerback takes today. I don't know who I am anymore, but uh, the 49ers are down two starting cornerbacks, which means A.J. Brown should be able to run all of his routes against Bembry or Josh Norman, uh, both of whom are, are quite bad. So they're both actually have, have plenty of opportunities. Uh, I, I would go with Tannehill over Wilson if Lamar plays because Russell Wilson looks mummified. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Tannehill for sure. All right, let's go with uh, Husker's question. Standard mm, PPR. Holiday. Don't no, we're not talking about McCall Hardman anymore. Sunday <laughs> <No, laughs> or Hardman this week. I know it's it, gross. Galladay's got back-to-back weeks with eight targets. Trust the process. I want the guy getting the most targets, and that's Galladay. Galladay out of these three, Hardman's not even in consideration. Like even if Sutton and Hardman Galladay play were snaps. Out. Yeah, he's he's behind. I think he's like the wide receiver five now on that roster. So yeah. I'm going oh, with I, Kenny. Oh, I, I guess. Oh, now I see why Hardman's being brought up. I forgot that Hill and Kelsey are both on the COVID list. But yep, um, yeah, he might be their only wide receiver. Oh, I'm, I'm still going to go with Galladay. They got Byron Pringle, who they like more than him. Yeah, but but what if Miko Hardman gets utilized in the Tyreek Hill role? Because oh, you can't frick. use Pringle in that role. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You can't I, use McCall Hardman in that role either. We've seen that. They've tried that when uh, Tyreek Hill was on probation. So no, they I, used. Uh, Demarcus Robinson a ton in that role. No, we'll expect him to be in that role again. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say start McCall Hardman. I'm never starting. 
<laughs> Jacob was so ashamed to say that. I can't trust the quarterback situation over there for the Giants. I, I, I can't I do it. Never starting McCall Hardman. You're going to start validating <laughs> against your Eagles. Against I Darius mean, Slay. Have you, no. are, Shane, have you well, considered all, the cornerback matchup with Darius Slay? Well, Darius Slay might be busy on offense next week. So, who knows? <laughs> Chase knows uh, what I'm talking about. Got yeah. his Washington football team all discombobulated. It was mm. good. It was good. I, I did not enjoy it. All yeah, right. I, I would start Hardman, but I but I don't want you to at me if it goes poorly because I, I have a lifelong commitment to anti-Hardman stances, and I don't really want to ruin my reputation like this. Hardman has to be the – like, I mean, Tyreek Hill cannot be in. Travis Kelsey cannot be in. That's the only way that I'm starting Hardman yeah. over either one of these guys. If he if either one are in, I'm fading Hardman out of this question completely, and I'm going to go Galladay. Uh, Darius Slay is, is very – Good cornerback is one of the best in the league. However, taller cornerbacks, uh, I mean, taller wide receivers, he kind of struggles against. I'm not saying he's, he's terrible against them, but he does tend to, to allow some big time he catches. Own Galladay in their first matchup. He did, he did, but I mean, yeah, it, it's not something that we see consistently. Sutton is just so dead. Um, all every Broncos yeah, wide receiver except for Tim Patrick apparently um, is is completely dead until. Uh, their quarterback situation resolved. I, I know that there's like a narrative out there that Drew Locke would be yeah. better for Sutton, but I mean, I don't know he if anyone's was. watched Drew Locke. Well, he was better for Sutton, but what was better for Sutton is like, I mean, Sutton was great early in the season when Judy wasn't there and when they had to play from behind a bunch. I mean, like a bad quarterback can support one wide receiver if that wide receiver is commanding all of the volume. The problem with Denver is that they have Sutton and Judy and Patrick and Fant, and Okwebenam, and two running backs. Like, they have seven good skill position players, and they don't have a good quarterback, and so nobody gets more than 20% of the targets, and they throw for, like, 180 pass yards a game, and just everyone just dies. Like, so it's just it's just pointless. You just can't start a Bronco until they get a quarterback. It's it's the worst. And if you, you know, watch last think... season, if you watch last season with Sutton, I mean, all of his catches were, like, circus catches, which is great for Quotland Sutton highlight reels, but... It, Essentially, he's not going to make those catch at a high as high of a rate as what he did back in 2020. So that that concerns me as well. I mean, when you have to make every single catch be a circus catch because your quarterback's not accurate, that's a big time issue. Shane, what were you about to say? I don't know. It probably wasn't important. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, let's hop on to the running back position. I can't believe I'll I just start. said start Nicole Harbin. I feel like I'm going to puke. I should clip that. Uh, we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was thinking about switching this one up because I really don't like this, but I'm going to go with CH this week. I know I've gone with CH before and I felt really confident. Uh, I don't know if I feel confident in this one, but uh, the Steelers, they can't stop the run as of late. They've no. been absolutely atrocious against running backs. And, uh, you know, CH, although he doesn't see targets, he still gets work on the he ground. He might see targets this week. I mean, they and don't have any wide receivers. I was about to say. Yeah, now they don't have any receivers. They don't have any pass catchers. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, running out Miko Hardman, which one do you feel more confident in, Miko Hardman or CH? <laughs> so, uh, the answer is neither. <laughs> I, I'm, I think that, that CH could see the volume this week. I think he's going to end up smashing. Uh, oh God, that, that – that's so gross to say in this matchup up against the Steelers, but I, I think he does smash. I think he has a very good week. I think he's the Steelers can be 19. What's up? He's running back 19. What on the season? No, on the um, rankings. What? He was I mean, not earlier. Yeah, he is right now. He was at 21 for me earlier. 
You lying son of a well, bitch. Well, I gave you one last time. week, and I just, just allowed Jacob to have one this week, so I'm taking it for the first time. Yeah, I, 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 Jacob cheating too. Oh, you cheating. Yeah, this fuck. this guy is this guy's 23 on fantasy pros, but can you confirm that he is he is outside the top 20 on ESPN? I, I want Who my main it? man Sony Michelle. Uh, Sony is actually running. He's back 32. Two. 32. <laughs> He's 32 below Darrell Anderson. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, what are people doing? He just, he, what? He my just had over 75% used to be of the snaps. Focused on smashing these rankings. That's all my, one of my shows used to okay. be back in the day. This is just tearing right. these rankings. It's, 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 it's now Sony Michelle rant time. First of all, I don't like this. I don't like that I'm a Sony Michelle truther now. That's not a, that's not a role that I ever envisioned <laughs> myself playing. I don't like Sony Michelle. I, well, okay. As a person, he's probably great. I don't know. His name's Sony fine better than samsung but i i don't understand what people's resistance is with oh my God. sony michelle he he came out but after the packers game prior to the jaguars game their beat reporters were like they're going to switch lead backs sony michelle is going to be the lead back and then henderson happened to not play well sorry he was active sony played like 100 of the snaps then he played 100 of snaps against arizona he was good in both games and then all the beat reporters were like, yeah, Sony's the lead back. Jay Glazer came out and said, Sony's the lead back. And Henderson had doubled the ownership in DFS at the same price. I, I didn't understand it. It was crazy pants. And, well, then, and now people Henderson's are still ranking Henderson. Because Henderson's a lot better than Sony Michelle. Well, not according to Sean McVay. Well, Sean McVay's a fucking idiot. I mean, well, whatever. If we're if we're willing, every to Super Bowl is Sean McVay one. Okay, well, who do we who do we rank who do we rank higher in fantasy, Zeke or Pollard? Like people rank Zeke higher because he's gonna get the touches. Like I I don't agree. I, I think I think that that Henderson's better than Michelle, but I think that Michelle's gonna get probably seventy to eighty percent of the snaps again, and he plays on one of the best offenses in the NFL. So give me Sony Michelle. Oh my God, Dave! <laughs> I know this is late. <laughs> he was talking about Byron Pringle. He said, when I see someone put Pringles on a cheese stick, I say, hey, I can't use Pringle in that role. All right, Dave, you're on one tonight. I can, he has a line of jokes right now. They're just getting fed in. I, look, I'm from Philly. If you put some Pringles on a cheese stick, we'll probably shank you. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> um, you can't play Pringle in that role. I'm going to pick a running back. I'm going to go with my dude. I'm going to go with Dante. Um, yeah, love it. He's the bell cow. Um, the Titans – Again, have one wide receiver as they have ha had all year. Um, so I'm going to go with Derrick Henry Jr. And uh, he's going to tear up San Francisco for me tomorrow. The wildest stat about Foreman is that he actually doesn't play any snaps, but he gets the ball on like 100% of his snaps. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like every week, yeah, you'll read like the usage charts and you're like, oh, well, you know, Snapshare says that it should be this. And you're like, yeah, but. It's not because he touches the ball. The other guys are just kind of there, like to give him a break. It seems like. The, I just can't imagine. Like I can't imagine that's a good strategy for a team to basically broadcast the other team. It's like, when hey, gonna... every time that we put yeah. Foreman in the game, we're running. Then when we take him out, we're passing. Like, it's well, just Mike so Vrabel. Is Mike Vrabel really that smart? He's not. I mean, yeah, he has the last. He seemed weeks... a lot smarter when he had Derrick Henry running for two thousand yards. He's not very bright. The the last three weeks, Foreman has 49%, 32%, and 39% of snaps, but he has 60 touches. Yeah. 
So, well, here's the thing. So they're keeping him. He's a big guy, right? He, he's not Derrick Henry big, but you, you got to you got to get him in there. You use him, and then you don't waste. There's no wasted motion with him. You're yeah. not using him on fucking blocks or anything. You're just like he's not getting the ball. He's going over there and resting. <laughs> All right, so we have Rob McFadden, and he asks yeah. Foreman, Michelle, which are you two, your two guys? Jeff Wilson, Miles Sanders. Pollard, he needs two. And Miles Sanders is somebody that I think I want to consider. I know that he missed no. the last snap. He's injured, no. but he has the Giants. He's injured. Well, he he's always the, injured. He, so he didn't have a he carry after 11 minutes left. No, he didn't have a carry after 11 minutes in the third quarter. No, that's just like, that's just because they were managing his injury. Well, no, because he injured his quad. I mean, this is Miles Sanders. The, the, the Look, I know Miles Sanders. This, this is Miles Sanders. Like, he's having a great game. <laughs> He's he's running for the most yards he ever had, and I'm like, yeah, he's gonna get hurt. Up, <laughs> like towards the end of the third quarter, I'm like, has anyone seen Miles at all? Anyone? No, he's fine, guy. Everyone's like, no, no, he's fine. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not. He's hurt. He's hurt, <laughs> and he's hurt. He's a quad. He couldn't practice today. If he was going to practice, I'm going Foreman and Wilson. Yeah, well, if, if Sanders is deemed healthy, then I would start Sanders, and um, but I guess. Okay, well, I start Michelle over all these guys because he's the greatest running back uh, in the NFL. And then <laughs> the issue is that both Wilson and Foreman, I guess, have to make a decision on by Thursday. And I feel like Miles Sanders probably won't practice Thursday or, or he'll practice in a limited capacity. He won't know anything. So I guess I would go with – yeah, I, I guess I'd go with Jeff Wilson. Tell you what, though, if yeah, and watch practice reports because if Miles does at least get in a limited and not one of those like he's off to the side limited ones, but like a legitimate limited one, I, I, I'd probably risk playing him because, yeah, yeah. the dude is well, I, I don't know how to say this. He's the best running back in the NFL besides Jonathan Taylor since he's been back from injury. So, <laughs> and the only, I think you have to will, if he's active. Will Miles Sanders score his first touchdown of the year? No, he is actively so. That was fun last night. Everybody was getting to watch the game with me, and uh, Miles Sanders is actively trying not to score on several <laughs> occasions. Um, it's interesting because it, it's it's weird because you want to say like, oh, it must be his vision, except that it's not because you see him just do incredible things, right? Um, but something with the end zone, his his sight line gets all screwed up, and he cuts. Does he wear a dog collar? I don't know, like the electric fence type thing, and he's like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Travis Kelsey, or excuse me. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey was going to beat his ass um, for not following his blocks, which would have took him to the end zone. I saw Uh, that. He was like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, sorry, we we got to get, we got to get through this. We pick running backs yet. I'm going to go. We did. Yeah, we did. You you have one of yours in the chat. No. Okay. I'm going Foreman and Michelle. I'm going to go with y'all's two picks. Uh, If Miles Sanders doesn't go, if he does, (laughs) yeah, if he does, I'm going with Michelle and uh, Miles Sanders, slightly over Foreman. San- All right. We've got the Sanders experience just like he's just so tilting. I, I love him like so. It. I love he's- him so much. I love him so dearly, and he just gets railed every time. Like I, either of them, either he gets, <laughs> either he gets like a, a goal line touch stolen from him, or he fumbles. Or he mm-hmm. gets hurt. Just yeah. like there's always, just you can't have like mm-hmm. one game where everything goes perfectly with this guy. Yeah. It's so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's every week. It's every week. You know, like I'm telling you, when they were talking about how good he was running last night, and like, oh, this is second second week in a row with 100 yards in a, in a game. First Eagle since LaShawn McCoy. I'm like, there's no way he's finishing this game. 
absolutely no way. Well, and he didn't did. the first one either. Yeah, he almost <laughs> fumbled too in the game. Now it came after the the snap. Uh, after excuse me, after the whistle, but still, coaches don't want you letting go of that ball ever. He looks All fine right. in the in the post game interview. I don't know. <laughs> so Tracy comes in and asks PPR. Davin Cook is the running back. Yeah. Who for the other running back? Jeff Wilson, Foreman, or Ronald Jones? <laughs> Speaking of, all right, it's like Miles Sanders' distant cousin over there. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of crazy. Shane posted this thing about Rojo back on November 22nd. (laughs) And I'm telling you, these two guys have been arguing since November 22nd. I I left one comment, so I'm tied into this. (laughs) I am tied into this. It's Rojo or Fournette, and you know which one's better. And well, these two guys, I swear to God, they Fournette. have been going back and forth for a month every single day. I'm getting an updated comment. Wait and a minute, but like neither of them are Shane. Like it's no, two well, people. none of us. Well, because Rojo, it's just two guys. Rojo scored a touchdown like a month ago, and I said it has begun the Rojo takeover or something to that effect. <laughs> and then just underneath it, like people just coming at me, and then the Rojo truthers defending me, and then they started fighting with each other. And then Dude. there's like two guys that have just continued fighting with each other since and November then, 22nd, almost every yeah. single day. I'm not yeah. kidding. So the two guys, the two guys are Matt Kelly and Davis Maddock, right? I'm <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty sure. No, no. <laughs> No, because the arguments aren't intelligent at all. Like there's there's nothing behind the I, I've yeah, seen wait. Matt and Davis argue about Lenny. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not intelligent right. at all. Yeah, it, it, I was going to say that definitely does not preclude those two from being there. <laughs> the only thing that precludes it is that I started the thread uh, and neither of them follow me. <laughs> that's so great. All right, so which one are we going with here? I'm going to take uh, uh, Foreman. You know, they brought in – Le'Veon Bell because they need a pass catching running back. Ronald Jones is not going to be playing three downs and uh, in, in nowhere close to it. it. And and even if he ends up messing up, right? Like they could pull Ronald Jones from the game because of one stupid mistake of Brady. If he misses a block for Brady, something along those lines, like he's done for the entire game. He's getting pulled. And they're going to throw in Keyshawn Vaughn for Tom Brady to get pissed no, off at. Keyshawn, he, and then he he's hates Keyshawn Vaughn more than he hates Ronald Jones. He does, but he's, he's still going to – that's why I said it. And then Keyshawn Vaughn is going to end up getting pulled. And we're going to have <laughs> yeah, to put on Bell. Did you, yeah, gonna be the every yeah. Did you see game. how mad Brady was at Keyshawn Vaughn? <laughs> every time. <laughs> like Keyshawn Vaughn, there was the one where he threw it at Vaughn, and I don't even know what Vaughn did. He just kind of like fell over like a hippopotamus. And and Brady's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he looked like he was gonna kill him. Uh, I would I would go with with Rojo for for one reason. Uh, number one is is you got to think about why you play fantasy football, and and that's just for the level of endorphins that you can't replicate any other way. And and I just can't think of a, a more uh, endorphin filled experience than rooting for Ronald Jones in the semifinal of your must win fantasy game. And so I say you got to roll him out there. In all seriousness, no, um, the levy on Bell thing doesn't matter about Ronald Jones because Ronald Jones was never going to play on passing downs no matter what. There could be a natural disaster in Tampa Bay and every running back in the state of Florida and beyond ends up dying. And they would just play without a running back on the field on third down before they would play Ronald Jones on third down. Um, 
So that's fine, whatever. That's just because they don't want to play Vaughn on third down because Vaughn had his audition and he dropped a pass and then fell over like a beach whale. Um, so I think Rojo will be fine. They're playing Carolina. They're 10 and a half point favorites. So I don't expect them to be in a lot of uh, come from behind situations. That means we can get 70% snaps from Rojo. He'll get targets when he's out there because Brady is going to check down to the running backs relentlessly, especially without his wide receivers. Uh, I'm counting on a nice 20-point outing from league winner Ronald Jones. God, stop. Don't admit. Jacob, I swear to God. Yeah, I, Rojo I, says it is here. I'm excited. I love Ronald Jones. I love Ronald Jones um, almost as much as my own kids. If he wanted to, I would take him to Hebrew school every Sunday. Um, but I'm not trusting my playoff matchup with him. Um, I'm probably going to go, man, Wilson, I think that's really close. It's a coin flip for me for Wilson or Foreman. I, I would hate that I'd have to make that choice. I think I would lean Wilson because I think there's more touchdown upside there. Yeah, true story on that one. All right, so let's go ahead and hop into the wide receivers. I still see we have questions coming in from John, from Dylan, so we will get to these after the wide receivers. All right, let's hop over, and I'll take my first wide receiver. And that's Pippen. I already talked about it. Byron Murphy's terrible in coverage on the outside. I think they're going to force, um, you know, the the Cardinals to go to two cornerback sets and not play the nickel. Last week up against Detroit, they only played the coverage on 16 snaps the entire game because Detroit was constantly giving them, you know, uh, uh, heavy work or heavy fronts. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at a situation as to where. You know, it's just going to be Byron Murphy, who's like 5'10", 190 pounds, you know, somewhat slow up against Michael Pittman, who's what, 6'2", 6'3", you know, 215 pounds, 220 pounds, somewhere in that range. Yeah, he's just going to outbody him. He's going to see the targets. He's going to get the touchdown reception. And, yeah, I'm locking in Michael Pittman. Have you baked in ejection risk into your projection? (laughs) No, what? Well, he got ejected last week. I'm just saying you got to you got to count for that. Yeah, I missed that. No, I did you not count for the not. temper. I actually have to go back and look at that whole situation. Who started that? Uh, well, look. Other than angry Patriots fans um, who are biased uh, versus myself, who has no bias in that game and was entirely objective throughout, uh, Kyle yeah, Duggar okay. started it, and he's a terrible <laughs> person, and he offended a beautiful member of the Indianapolis Colts, future Super Bowl champions. <laughs> How dare he do that? Michael Pittman is a saint. He did not deserve this. And Michael Pittman will unre- unleash holy hellfire upon the Arizona Cardinals in revenge until we see Kyle Duggar and the rest of that cheating scandalous organization <laughs> in the playoffs and end their hopes and emasculate them entirely. <laughs> That's my objective. Today. Unleash holy hellfire. Okay. Shane? <laughs> uh, I keep I like going back I, I keep going back and forth. Like I, I want to go on Ross St. Brown, right? Because the volume is just absurd. But then you look at the shark, the share, it's only 18.8 uh, target share over the last three weeks, even though he has 30 something targets. So if that comes Swift down, even if that, yeah. And if that comes down a little bit, like, you know, and he maintains the same target share, but the volume drops, he's not going to produce. Um, I am going to have to go with, I I don't understand this. My dude, Darnell Mooney. How how does he keep getting ranked in like the thirties? Like have people not watched football? He let me down last week. That's why he let you down a little bit, but I would say more Matt Nagy let you down because Darnell Mooney. Matt Nagy hasn't gone anywhere. Darnell Mooney was bowling. um, And Matt Matt Nagy got ejected. 
Matt Nagy took him out of the, the, the game for some reason. Um, like just, they just stopped throwing them because when you got the mere bird on the roster, you got to throw to him or <laughs> Grant or whoever the fuck is over there. Um, yeah, Grant I'm going to go with my, my dude, uh, Darnell Mooney. Jacob. Uh, I like the Mooney call. Uh, this again on, on fantasy pros, this just seems like an error and a free square. So maybe this isn't the case on ESPN, but AJ Brown is outside the top 20. Oh God! How did I miss him? Is he really? Mm-hmm. Is he 21. on ESPN too? Twenty-one. Yes. How did I miss him? Well, I don't think this requires much of an explanation. 22. But uh, AJ Brown is one of the best wide receivers oh, on planet no. Earth. I was thinking. Ant- um, I thought you said Antonio Brown. Okay, I I thought you said Antonio Brown. Yeah, well, Antonio Brown I, is is going to be the wide receiver one overall. But uh, AJ Brown is one of the best wide receivers that we have on this planet. He is coming back against a really terrible secondary. He's coming back against a team that will score points. And so that means that Tannehill will have to throw Julio Jones, probably not going to play because he's old and dusty. And so uh, I would fully expect to see a lot of AJ Brown uh, this week. He's going to get probably a 30% target share or so and be a wide receiver one. And he shouldn't be ranked as of the top one. All right. So let's hop over to questions real quick. We have, Dylan over here saying Kyler Mahomes choose two six points per passing touchdown. Ooh, man, I don't think you can go wrong with any one of these. I I mean Mahomes is a must start. I know that you guys have been doing great, but I mean he just, just went crazy and maybe we see Mahomes back for the playoffs, you know, like yeah, the real Mahomes. One wide receiver is McCall Hardman. <laughs> okay, good point. So I'll take Mahomes out if McCall Hardman is his top target. <laughs> because um, they might run the ball a lot more often than what we've seen the Chiefs do. Uh, however, I'm playing Mahomes if he has either Tyreek or Kelsey in the game. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'll, I'll go Mahomes going to be Stafford. I'll go Mahomes and Stafford because Kyler's playing the future Super Bowl champion Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Kyler, 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 Kyler. Um, how you hurt me so this week. I'm not sitting Mahomes. I don't care if I'm playing wide receiver for him. Um... I mean, I might as well just go with consensus then, I guess, Stafford. Although what I really want to say is Kyler because I feel like he owes me a good game. <laughs> All right, Toronto Dave asks, who to start half-point PPR? Alcohol. alcohol, so pants are an air fryer. <laughs> Always alcohol. Uh, yeah, yeah I, alcohol, alcohol. So I got alcohol sweatpants, and I just finished eating out of an air fryer, so we're good. Yeah. All right, uh, John is in the chat. He says he currently has Chubb slash Mixon as his running backs and St. Brown and Ayuk in his flexes. Michael Carter, Smash AP, Ryan, Dalton Knox, Ronald Jones on the bench. Rojo has a bad matchup. Carter has a great matchup. Do I start Carter over Mixon? Carter's on the COVID list now. St. Brown. Oh, is he really? I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now. St. Brown, if Goff doesn't play, or Ayuk? Uh, well, Car- uh, Carter's not going to play. So I would play uh, St. Brown. Wait, but I no, I wouldn't sit Mixon. I, I would just play Mixon. Yeah. Yeah. You play Mixon or play and Ayuk. I think he's got two two flexes he's trying to fill here. Yeah, Chubb Mixon is his running backs. And then St. Brown and Ayuk are in his other flexes. Oh yeah, yeah. So you leave Chubb Mixon, you don't take them out. St. Yeah. Brown and Ayuk. No, yeah, I would I would play Rojo over both St. Brown and Ayuk personally, but I would play Rojo over St. Brown if golf doesn't go because I that oh. that frightens me. Is this a thing? Am I 
Dave just said that the Jets also have a cornerback named Michael Carter and that that's yeah. the one on the COVID list, not the running oh, back. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going Michael Carter <laughs> over – Michael uh, Carter yeah. is, a, is the starting corner over there for the for the Jets. Yeah, so if okay. I could well, – I'm sorry, I'll, guys. I saw Michael Carter <laughs> COVID. All right, I'll go Michael Carter over uh, – Ayuk. Ayuk. Same. Yeah, same. But I would, I would still play Roger over Michael Carter. All right, I'm trying to filter through the questions. I don't think we have any more. Hunter, Roger, thanks for uh, – Thanks for, for tuning in with us every single week. Please, Let's bro. go ahead and hop on to the tight end position. To Maybe close draft out some more beta episode. receivers, Hunter. Your wide receivers are too tall and thick. <laughs> thick boys. All right. Let's hop over to, yeah, let's go with the tight end. I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. Uh, the Bills the have been somewhat susceptible to touchdowns allowed to, or I'm sorry, targets and yards allowed to the tight end position. Their secondary is kind of depleted. You know, they're, they're going to have to take coverage off of the center of the field with the injury to Javius White, and we've seen them, you know, be more and more susceptible to the tight end position as the year's gone on. But they haven't really played any great tight ends this year. Or I'm sorry, over the past, what, five or six games. I think they played one good tight end. So I'm loving Hunter Henry in this position. I think he absolutely gets you another touchdown and finish the week as a top five tight end. Yeah, I don't understand how he's ranked at 18, and I'm indignant that you got the pick before me. I've sent you guys the show sheet every single week before I, I make that pick. That's not the point. I'm taking James O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> um, Again? Yeah, but I'm just going to keep rolling out a Jacksonville tight end all year. I'm, I'm getting this Trevor Lawrence, James O'Shaughnessy stack. That's what you want. Yeah, you know, whenever you can stack the Jags, you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jacob. especially especially since their cornerback Michael Carter is on the COVID list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna go real deep for this one. Uh, this is a guy that was averaging uh, between six and seven targets per game for a month before he got injured. He got worked back at his first game back, but now his fellow tight end, the pass down tight end, has just been placed on the COVID list. And so I think Adam Troutman ranked outside the Ooh. top 30 against the Miami Dolphins is a decent bet this week. Uh, the Dolphins bring pressure at a really high rate. That's going to force Taysom Hill to look underneath. Both Traquan Smith, Callaway are that higher dot option. I could see Troutman racking up seven, eight targets, which should be an early, every down roll this week. That was Wait, very Troutman great. Take. I'm jealous. Sorry? Troutman has COVID. He has COVID too? Yeah. They, I'm pretty sure I saw his name on that COVID list. What? I thought I had such a good take. Oh my! I mean, you did, you did. It was relevant. Yeah, unfortunately, um, let me just. I don't, I don't four hours ago. See four hours ago. Freaking. Yeah. Okay. Well, now who am I gonna? Yeah. Take? Well, whatever. Okay. Now, now I'll just impale myself with pain and, and say Evan Ingram. And, and you just, can't even slide in Jawan Johnson because Jawan Johnson gave it to him. Well, yeah, I know. Well, my whole take on Trumpman was about Jawan Johnson having COVID. Oh, well. Um, okay, well, Philly gives up a bunch of uh, points to tight ends, and Evan Ingram sucks, but he plays tight end, and he gets the Eagles. So I'll I'll go with Evan Ingram, and I'll get three catches on seven targets for 11 yards and hate my life. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> oh, man, how pissed off was I when John Bates did not get in the end zone this past week? <laughs> the one. The, did you, I, I so would have had, I would have so had two more best ball teams advanced to round two if they gave that to Antonio Gibson instead of Patterson. Oh, oh my look, God! Here's the thing, Antonio Gibson, Gibson was hurt. Gibson. Well, he got back in, so couldn't he have figured it out earlier? It's just no. a fucking toe. Can't no. run one yard with a toe. No, he can't. That's like Godwin when, when Adam Schefter was like breaking news. Out of Chris Godwin has an ACL. Oh man! Anytime. <laughs> like, I think he actually does it. I think that's the play. All right, Shane. Where can we find you, man? Let's get out of here. 
All right, yeah. I'm on this show, Dynasty Trades HQ, Dynasty Trades in Five on the YouTubes, Mannequin Show on the Dynasty League Football YouTubes, writing for Dynasty League Football and for FantasyData.com. Follow me on Twitter. And Mr. Dickinson says, I feel anxious about the universe being so huge, I feel dizzy even looking up. Uh, I can relate, but, you know, you keep it small, you keep it simple, keep it what's in front of you, because it really... The, the the size of the universe is not even something that your mind can actually comprehend. So just think of it that way and don't think about it uh, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Jacob, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, FF underscore RTDB. I don't have anything that's profound to say is Shane, except that I'll just share this. I got a, a great reply to one of my tweets just now that said COVID is the only league winner in 2021. <laughs> So. <laughs> right. I just saw what you were talking about. Jesus. All right. Yeah, y'all can go check me out over there on Twitter at FF underscore intervention. If you guys are watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe. If you guys aren't, go to youtube.com slash fantasy intervention. Hit subscribe on the page. So y'all don't miss our, our future shows. Jacob and I will be breaking down some early DFS looks on Tuesdays now at 8 o'clock. This show is normally at 9 o'clock, so, so don't miss us over there. And, yeah. Go check us out over there at fantasyintervention.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys for letting us interview with your fantasy football life. We're out. So trophysmack.com. See, they got these trophies that are like three or four feet tall. Like they're insane. You can get one like fish bowls on it. You can get one with like bobbleheads on it. It is sick, man. You guys got to go check out trophysmack.com. I mean, you heard it. Ian didn't even know. And he literally vouched for the company without even knowing the news vouching for it. Go check out trophysmack.com. While you're there, go enter in promo code CIRCLE. Once again, that's promo code CIRCLE. You will get a free ring valued at 60 bucks. So go check out trophysmack.com. Go enter in the promo code CIRCLE. Get your free ring.